0: You're listening to the What Happens Now podcast with me, Mike Oldham. The way this podcast came about is really a result of a set of kind of unique and unfortunate circumstances. Back in the middle of March, I was all set to start a brand new job as an event director down in the south of London. And I was super excited about it. I was all, you know, dressed up and turned up to the office bright and early. And my job there lasted about an hour. I wasn't sacked, I didn't do anything outrageous or offensive, I wish I had a better story to tell about it. But basically, the coronavirus happened. So, I kind of went home, got back on the train, with a million things going through my head, swear words mostly, but also some thoughts that largely were pretty negative, I have to say. But deep down, kind of in the back of my mind, there was still a glimmer of positivity and I was kind of thinking it's going to be affecting people in so many different ways, but there must be some positives that can come from it. So I kind of racked my brain, got home, put pen to paper, had to kind of think about what could I do, what opportunities might this open up. and. And with my background in radio and presenting experience on a local London station, I thought this would make quite an interesting podcast. Maybe I can speak to people about this. Because the way that this crisis has affected me won't be the same as it's affected other people in different industries, personally and professionally. And I thought it'd be interesting just to get other people's perspectives. So I kind of reached out to a few people initially from various different backgrounds to say, you know, what's your experience been like? Would you be up for talking about it? And put together this series of podcasts called What Happens Now. The idea being that you'll find out about different people, about how this crisis has affected them. And I guess to find out what people have been doing in lockdown, within reason. You know, how's their mental health been affected? Have they been kind of keeping fit or have they been getting fat and flabby like me? I went to sit down on some garden furniture the other day and it actually cracked under my weight. so <laughs> it's not necessarily been good for my waistline this whole lockdown thing and I just feel like there are so many stories that people have got to tell and what I want to know is I guess how are they staying positive throughout and how are they looking forward positively to the future? What's in store for them? So there's going to be 10 episodes of this first season there might be more seasons in the future depending on the success of it and I'll be speaking to a a different guest each week to find out what they do what's changed in their lives and ultimately that question what happens now so I hope you enjoy it and here we go The first episode of the podcast will be slightly shorter than the rest, just to give you a flavour of what's to come, and to give you the opportunity to cut and run if you want to. But I hope you stay, because my first guest is a really good one. She's someone you're likely to already be familiar with, given that she's one of the UK's best-known TV personalities. She first came to our attention as a Blue Peter presenter, and has since become incredibly well-known, largely due to some of the crazy challenges she's undertaken. She's cycled to the South Pole, she's walked across a high wire between the chimneys of Battersea Power Station, she's broken world records, including... including a solo kayak trip down the length of the Amazon. She's now a long-term presenter of Countryfile on BBC and has also been seen on various different shows, even during lockdown, including the recent series of SAS Who Dares Wins alongside the likes of Katie Price. We would normally be looking forward to seeing her presenting the Olympics coverage for the BBC, but that'll have to wait until next year. But for now, I'm delighted to welcome my first guest, Helen skelton Myler. Helen, thank you very much for joining me. First of all, how is lockdown affecting you? How are you doing? Family life, professional life, how are things going?
1: So everything is pretty weird, but then I suppose it is for everybody. I mean, I kind of, I love having the kids at home. I mean, yes, of course, like everybody's kids, they have their moments where they're climbing the walls, but I um, i have big chunks of time off work. That's how telly works. You're working every day for two weeks, then you're off for a month. So I'm used to having them at home to myself. So I quite like that yeah um, but yeah work is just very, very very different unpredictable no one's really sure what's happening there's kind of a big demand to make telly but normally knows how to make telly uh, in a way that's observing the rules that change every day or the best advice so yeah it's um, a bit of a movable feast at the minute but I'm from a news background so you kind of you roll with the unpredictability and I think when you've worked in a journalistic environment the unpredictability is kind of what you thrive on so I feel quite lucky in the sense that pff, my industry just is used to not knowing how things should or could happen.
0: Yeah exactly because I mean in, in your world there's probably not such a thing as a typical day right?
1: Oh there's absolutely jo- journalists quite often ask me what's a typical day and it's it must be the most frustrating answer because there is absolutely no two days that are the same. Yeah. You could be going anywhere, speaking to anyone, finishing at any time, doing less, doing more than you thought. So, yeah, there's never any two days which are the same. And so I guess in that sense, I know a lot of my friends are really struggling with the inability to to plan and, and know what they're doing tomorrow or the next day, but that's been my life. So I feel I feel well-trained for that element of it all.
0: Yeah, totally. But it has changed, right? I mean, if there is no typical day, your typical day has still turned upside down a little bit presumably
1: yeah i mean like i'm i should have been doing a show last week that so was in a studio but obviously we couldn't have a studio so i was filming in my garden on my phone so i guess in many ways like telly's become a lot more like content is being made in so many different ways these days on online on phones i mean even the fact that we're talking like this is just so unusual mm-hmm. in a normally but actually i think it's almost like telly's I had to catch up with what's already happening so rather than filming with crews i've been filming on my phone or rather than going to interview people i've been doing it via skype or facetime or zoom or whatever all the so many different things um so yeah I, the process of making telly is, is very technical all of a sudden
0: so you well, learn no, you must be you must be learning new kind of things as well about technology and learning how things work and you, you must be ahead of the game now
1: god crikey about that I feel like it's gone full circle when I was in a news when I started in a newsroom oh my days, 20 years ago I um I remember being sent out with a camera and everyone was like oh what is this witchery she's meant to do the words not the pictures and then and it's sort of gone full circle really so um no I, I quite enjoy that though I mean it has definitely been stressful in that there's a lot of things that I have to think about that I don't normally have to think about, but I definitely love and respect my colleagues a lot more than I used to.
0: Yeah. I used to be like,
1: I was still filming those shots. And now I'm going to be like, Oh my God, it takes ages to film those shots.
0: And what about, I mean, you mentioned the the kind of family time you're, you're maybe a bit more used to it. And I, I've spent the first half of this year. Well, first quarter of this year, more at home looking after my, my toddler and and spending more time at home and he's not at school yet. So that's kind of one, I don't know if it's a plus, but it's, his kind of level of entertainment is just you just need to be with him and doing stuff and doing things that he can learn and whatnot I think you're you've got two kids right and they're they're just a little bit older my my little boy's three do you find it difficult with all this time for the homeschooling and that kind of thing how what's that like
1: uh yeah I've got a two and a four year old so he just started school so I mean okay. you're not meant to admit this but I'm kind of I sort of I wasn't a lot of my friends were like, oh, no, they're closing the school. So I was like, yes. So I took him out a week early because I yeah. love him being with me. But, yes, he is at that point where he needs entertaining, he needs distracting. I feel very lucky that he's not yet sort of old enough to be constantly wanting to be playing on computer games and stuff like that because yeah. I think that would stress me out. But he's four, so he, um, he's quite happy to be entertained by me. For yeah, now.
0: well, that's good. And am I right in thinking one of them has just celebrated a birthday?
1: Uh, yes the youngest the three-year-old yeah
0: right okay and what do you have any tips for a birthday in lockdown it's literally my wife's birthday tomorrow and I need to kind of (laughs) I don't know what to do I can't take her out we can't you know we're gonna have to improvise
1: oh god I mean my little boy just keeps saying it's not my real birthday though is it because I haven't had a party so he's (laughs) now as long as he's happily convinced that he's like the queen then he's uh yeah he's all right
0: and um, yeah, so going back to, to what you were saying about the kind of embracing technology in terms of using your phone and things like that, and, and I guess relying on your own devices, do you think that this will have a, a big impact in TV longer term? I mean, for example, I was watching Match of the Day the other night, I, kind of, I, was, I got my football fix on Saturday night, and it literally was Gary Lineker sitting at home in his living room, I think on his phone or his laptop. As soon as we go back to normal, you imagine he'll be back in the studio and it'll, it'll be back to normal. Do you think that TV will change as a result of this? Will it be kind of, is there anything new that could come out of this?
1: I think it's probably a good opportunity for people to develop new skills and try new techniques, and, and people are probably going to get a bit more creative. Uh, I think the audience is so clued up now, and they've got so many other options that people want quality all the time, so I don't think you could ever argue that everyone will be happy filming on their phones going forward. Everybody wants good quality. I'm looking at my boss, I'm like, wouldn't you agree? Um, (laughs) I think everybody likes quality, don't they? And they want quality. So I I don't think that this is the future. I think the audience is just, the audience kind of are a bit more sophisticated now. So they know how telly is made and they know we're in unusual times. And I think that's why they're letting us off with, okay, we're doing everything on Skype, but I don't suspect that they would be happy with, that being how telly is forever.
0: No. It's just quite interesting, isn't it? Because you can, there are so many people that have their own YouTube channels and, and almost their own TV shows these days. And that line has kind of been blurred a little bit, I guess. So it'll be interesting to see how TV responds, how it goes back.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, it definitely will. it would be interesting to see. I think there'll be some really interesting programming and ways of filming coming out of this as a result of how creative people have been online. And, you know, maybe yeah. you could argue that. TV should have been looking online a bit sooner because there's... I mean, look at kids. Kids watch online. Like, it's yeah. not like it used to be and it's probably an industry that's changed so quickly that, yeah, I suspect... I think this is probably a good thing
0: for yeah, creatives. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. I mean, this whole... The idea of this podcast is to focus on the kind of positive things that come out of of this situation. So so that's good to hear. You do a lot of work kind of environmental. TV and I've seen quite a lot of stories um, that have been really positive actually about how the environment's being impacted and obviously you go out in the street there's not as many cars around and you've seen on the internet that there are pieces of evidence I guess that are saying that the environment's almost getting a much needed pause a much needed break have you seen any of that have you have you witnessed that?
1: When people talk about the crisis that the environment's in that's sort of a culmination of of decades if not centuries of damage. Yeah, so I, yeah. I think it, it's probably, it's a great time for society to take a pause and reflect on, on what impact they might be having and do we need to do the things that we thought we needed to do is probably, you know, I suspect everybody's saying, do you know what? I thought I needed to go to the supermarket three times a week, but actually I really don't. I've got more in the yeah. back of my cupboards than I thought I did. Um, so I think anecdotally all of that is good, but I, w- I probably would, I'm no scientist, but I suspect they'd won. It's too, too short of a time frame to, yeah. to say, actually, this has had a really good uh, positive effect. There's no denying fewer cars on the road, fewer planes in the air are probably very beneficial to the environment.
0: And during during lockdown, have you been doing anything new? You know, you hear about people talking about learning French or uh, doing way more exercise? Have you been on the, the Joe Wicks daily video workout and that kind of thing?
1: I thought when I started all this that I would be doing exercise daily and cleaning out my cupboards and getting, you know, tidying out the those cupboards that are bursting to the seams. But no, when you've got a two and a four year old and you're working that is just and my my house has never been messier, my laundry pile has never been bigger, um, but my kids have never been happier. So again, I think it's all about it's a learning curve in, in many, many things, isn't it? Yeah. Um, doing playing with the kids more, cooking more. Uh, spending more time just sitting on the floor with them than I ever have Yeah, uh, actually well, that's not true I was off for two years so I kind of I think I had a good chunk of practicing at being um, full time stay at home mum and I think most parents would agree you'll never ask a parent again what they do at home all day when they're with their kids because anybody no. who's spent <laughs> any time at home is like what it's non-stop you never sit down
0: I know I've heard um, a lot of people saying we should be thanking the NHS but we should also be thanking the teachers and understanding how they can, I mean, we complain putting up with one kid or two kids and they've got to put up with 30 <laughs> kids day after day. It is. I spend
1: every day going, what would your teacher say?
0: What do you miss most from before lockdown? Is there anything that you miss?
1: My parents. Like, mm. my parents don't live nearby, so it's not like they can walk up and like come and see the kids. And I just know it's killing them not seeing the grandkids all the time. So yeah, I definitely miss, um, miss my parents. Yeah. And my family. Like, I've got nephews. I've got a baby nephew and I've had this, I've seen him like twice.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, at least we've got the technology like this to do Zoom calls mm. and things and keep in touch. And very last question, what do you think is the first thing you want to do when we get back to, in quotation marks, normal?
1: Oh, my kids have been asking me every day, when can we go swimming? When can we go swimming? When can we go swimming? Uh, so yes, I will definitely be taking them swimming.
0: Oh, that'll be really nice. Well, listen, Helen, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it.
1: No, you're welcome. Stay safe, stay happy, and uh, yes, good luck you with too. that birthday.
0: Thank you very much, Helen. Much appreciated. Bye-bye. There we go. The first ever episode of the What Happens Now podcast by me, Mike Oldham. And thank you very much once again to my first guest, Helen skelton Myler. I know she's got an incredibly busy schedule at the moment, as she mentioned in the, in the interview learning about all of the new technology and working from home and looking after the kids. So I really appreciated her time. I hope that that interview has given an idea of kind of what I'm trying to do with this podcast. And I've got some great guests coming up over the next couple of weeks. First of all, I'm going to be speaking to Luke Shanley from Sky Sports, who's going to be able to give me a little bit more insight into what's going on in the world of football during lockdown and hopefully a little bit of insight into what might be coming up in the future. And again, looking really positively at the football industry and seeing what good can come out of it. I'll also be speaking to Alan Mahan, who is the founder of BrewGooder, which is a social enterprise that basically doesn't take any profits for itself. It gives all of its profits to provide clean water for people who need it in places like Malawi. So a really interesting organisation and a really interesting guy. And he's from uh, Edinburgh, which is where I'm from. So that should be a really interesting interview. And I've got many more guests coming up as well. That's the first three that I've mentioned, and I'm going to make 10 episodes for the first season. So... Thank you once again for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed it. If you do want to support the podcast and the NHS, then you can visit GoFundMe.com and search for What Happens Now podcast 25 percent of your donation will go to nhs charities together which will help them to continue to provide a million pounds a day to the nhs vital funds to help them to do more so your support would mean the world to me and so in addition to subscribing to the what happens now podcast i would appreciate a donation of anything you can afford no matter how small to help me to help the podcast and to help the nhs thank you so much